Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1074, May 9th, 2023. 91 degrees on this day in 1987. And it was 27 degrees on this day in 1966. These records are brought to you, of course, by Aquaside, keeping your lakefront free of weeds and algae and crud for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and control products made right there at White Bear Lake. The products are easy to use. They work quickly. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and the products are completely safe. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. The kids are going to get itchy. To swim, you don't want them to be. You don't want them to be itchy when they're swimming. Right. Call Aquaside today; they'll identify your weed problem, and your place will look great all summer long. Call it's Aquaside free. at one 9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. You know that on the website now, is it town council only or for everybody? I would think it's for everybody. You can request a ruling on the website. Huh? I didn't know that. Do you know why Rookie knew that? Because I mentioned it Am on I the show. Am I getting scan money? Yeah, I mentioned it on the show yesterday. <coughs> really? Will you shut your mic off when you clear your throat? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not me. <laughs> I didn't clear my throat. I coughed. Ah, uh, distinction. Oh, sorry. Distinction. Either well, way. in any event, here's a ruling. Request. You can do that on the website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's an interesting one. Joe, a few winters ago, I, like most GLers, finished snowblowing my driveway and went to help a neighbor. Upon finishing one neighbor's driveway, I noticed another neighbor trying to shovel their way out. Since it was a rather large snowfall, shoveling would have taken them a long time, so I went to help. This particular neighbor spoke little to no English. So I motioned that I could use the blower. He smiled and nodded, so I started a few swipes. When I went to do a pass on their sidewalk, I struck something that made the Christmas lights blink, then go dark. I stopped quickly and unwound the extension cord that was bound in the blower. I apologized profusely and felt terrible. I made a few quick passes and went home. That night I wrestled with what should be done. I concluded I needed to buy them a new extension cord, mm-hmm. and I did. I tried to catch them as they came home for a few days, but stuck out, but struck out. So eventually I put the extension cord on their garage door handle, knowing they would see it. I never did end up seeing them much afterwards and ended up moving early spring of that year. Ruling in question, was I obligated to buy them a new extension cord or since it was an honest mistake made while trying to help, was I given a Ooh. pass? Nathan from the Glacial Prairie of Central Minnesota. I think, Nathan, uh, you've answered your own ruling. I'm not sure the word is obligated, but you were compelled. And I think you did the right thing. Even though you're there out of the goodness yep. of your heart, 
you you replace the extension cord, which I think was the appropriate oh, no, no, thing no. to yes. do. <laughs> the appropriate thing to do. I I agree with you completely, but if he knew he was moving, you know, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I'm hell moving you? anyway. What I'm the leaving. So, <laughs> um, locks are for honest people. Yeah, my wife went to Costco, bought a hot no, dog. No, no, no. She legitimately she paid with cash. Charge one hundred twenty dollars. It was uh, one seventy six, or uh, um. One hundred and seventeen. She paid with one hundred and twenty dollars, twenty dollar bill and a hundred dollar bill. The guy starts giving her eighty six dollars with a change, and she's like, "She said this is not right." He said, "No, you gave me two one hundred dollar bills," and she said, "I think I gave you a hundred and a twenty. And so he went back. He lifted up the till. Sure enough, there was a one hundred dollar bill and a twenty there. So she was right. So he was flustered. He gathered up. Uh, was called he, uh, the manager. Was he? Uh, oh, he was able. He was okay. Was he special? He was not. He was. He, he's. He was pretty sound. Yeah. And so they called the manager over. He didn't say anything to my wife about. Oh my gosh, that's great. The manager came over, said, "We'll have to get a copy of the receipt. Um, we'll have to do this, uh, do that for uh, accuracy." She didn't say anything. She was rather uh, to the point. The guy in line said, "That was a really cool thing that you did." Uh, young lady, uh, nice going. She's walking out where you grab the receipt. The manager comes back over to her and says, I need to see a copy of that receipt and take a picture of it. She did. And then let my wife go. Okay, I'm I'm terribly confused. Yeah. Are you celebrating your wife's honesty? <laughs> no, because that's how she is. I'm shocked that nobody at Costco said, Wow, ma'am, thank you for re- realizing that. Mm. It was a guy in line that said that was uh, the right thing to do. Uh, the other thing that confuses me is you had to go elsewhere to get a receipt that you just took place in back at some checkout line? She had to, the manager had to have a copy of it. She needed to they take need, a picture yeah. of it. I know how this works, oddly enough, as you guys may know, at that store, and uh, they would need a copy of that receipt to uh, put with the report that they're. But it, what you, report? Wasn't it all just straightened out? She got three bucks no, changed. No, because they got a. There's a the paper receipt. Trail. What First, a bunch one of receipt. Sales well, audit receipt needs, was wrong. Yeah, one sales audit wrong, needs to correct. correct that. Thank you, Rook. You're correct. And I and I can't, John, as a former Costco employee, I can't imagine you would have acted like that. You would have said, "Wow, oh my gosh, thanks for catching that. I appreciate it." Well, yeah, I would, and now I'm going to ask somebody I know who works at Costco how she would react because that is her business. You know, <laughs> she's a, she's react, a loss prevention react person. To what? Well, say thank you. I mean, the honest, there, there was there was zero. The um, pr- not, she wasn't looking for praise. She was just she was yeah, shocked that it wasn't that it was noted. just so clinical. Noted. Should have been noted. Huh. It wasn't thank you, ma'am. There was you no know, thank you at all. This story is very similar to the way the crazy bread. Story started. Not really. No, it's it's not as funny. I can tell you that one. (laughs) Two dimes and two quarters. Favor for a loyal GLer. Please make my day. Joe, on Monday, you guys mentioned Lionel Richie and that his voice is going. When Reaver said, Does he have Roycey throat? I thought someone would do it, but nobody did. I know you don't like to take requests, but you could really make my day and have someone do Lionel Richie singing all night long with the Roycey throat. 
If anything, it will be a nice break from listening to that arrogant know-it-all music snob, Commie Height. Wow! wow. Shots fired! <laughs> Shots fired! <Jeez>. <laughs> Taking out his vent like he usually does. Thanks, and always pushing back Jason from Invergrove Heights. Who here could do Lionel Richie singing all night long with Roycey Throat? Hmm. Um, let me think. Is this in part of my contract? <laughs> Well, my friends, the time has come. Praise the roof and I. Let's have a little fun here. Throw away the uh, work to be done. Let the music play on, play on, play on. Everybody sing. Everybody dance. Lose yourself in some wild romance. You know why, Such? We're going to party. Cremamo. Fiesta. Forever. Come on, let's go sing along. I said, do it again. Let's go. We're going to party. What's the song? Fiesta. Forever. All night long. Come on and sing along. All night long. Asta could have played guitar, you know. All night long. Hey, Katie, do that spin around move again. There. All night long. (laughs) Yes, sir, my friends. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was from my 1983 album, uh, Can't Slow Down. Thank you. The B side. Yes, sir. Jason's on my list, just so he knows. <laughs> I think Jason yeah. was funning you. Yeah. I know. Uh, yes, John, well, John, uh, we got into it yesterday, I thought, fairly civilly, and we both received well, yeah, very civil uh, emails on this. Uh, my contention yes. was that the Democrats are passing bills to make it easier to vote because they're recruiting more Democratic voters. And you, I think, naively, and I'm being serious, I think you naively said, well, why would they necessarily be Democratic I, voters? No, I was trying to yeah, make Yeah, you the said point. that. Why would they necessarily be Democratic well, the point, voters? The point I was trying to make was, why would we want to discourage eligible voters from voting? That's the point I was trying to make. Well, I, I, I still a, think you're looking at it wrong. If I'm going to be wrong, fine. But right now, you're wrong and I'm right. And okay. here, here's what I'm saying. Here's Fair what enough. I'm saying. Yes, do you sir. think, do you think uh, the Democrats would be doing this for purposes of attracting Republican voters? Absolutely not. There's only one reason they're doing this. Well, they're recruiting get, new yeah. Democratic voters. Yes, I understand that. Well, then I don't think we have an argument. Why don't the Republicans do that? Why don't well, they recruit? Be, they the have an ideology where they're there. Well, you raise an interesting point. Well, do and I, I? Yes, you do. And I, I think it bears discussion. Republicans, let's just keep it to the state level. Yeah. Republicans are not nearly as aggressive as DFLers. Republicans True. are... They sit back and take too much for granted. Yes. DFLers are the ones who fill the Capitol Rotunda and bitch about things and get bills passed. And DFLers are the ones who march around and carry signs saying, give us more and more. Republicans don't have that mindset. Mm-hmm. They're not nearly on the attack like DFLers. Use the wheel analogy. That one squeaky wheel, oh. the Republicans are the other three silent wheels that don't... When's the last time you saw Republican activists gather at the Capitol to protest, say, a family leave bill? Oh, I was going to say something else. They don't do it. No, they don't. So, so I'm trying to keep this in context. Re, uh, you said, why don't Republicans uh, advance a bill encouraging young voting? Because they, 
they either don't know the rules of the game or they're choosing not to play. And I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't think they know the rules of the game. Do you think there's a chance that they are writing off that segment of the voting public? And if so, why not address them instead of... Well, that's another great way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, for example, when John Thompson was running, we Mm -hmm. we went through this. Mm -hmm. The Republicans just wrote that off. They didn't help. They didn't, well, they had a tough candidate there with John Strominger, but God bless him, he put his money where he his tried. mouth was. He had one sign. He, he made, made himself, himself a sign. Had it in his yep. own yard. <laughs> right. right. And, and uh, that's that might be a poor uh, example for this exercise. Well, go but, to the governor. Go to the governor's race. Well, let me let me just stick to the oh. uh, the uh, trying to find an example for the exercise. I think Republicans have completely written off urban America, uh, if not the urban twin cities. I think that's fair. Yeah. The will keep say, it say here. That, let, let me, again. I said say that again. You think. Republicans have completely written off the urban uh, metropolitan area of Minnesota. To the point where Governor Walls didn't even campaign outside of the metro because he didn't need to, right? We we Mm -hmm. saw it. He he didn't debate. He didn't campaign. He went up to the one farm fest, was shouted down, and then said, nope, we're not doing anything outside of the metro. But the, re- the Republicans are sitting on the curb and they're getting passed by these fast cars that keep whizzing by. Those mm. fast cars are, are uh, DFLers uh, who are, uh, I hate to use this word, but they're extraordinarily proactive. They hustle. The only thing they're good at is this. They're not good at anything that's important in life. They don't make anything. They don't do anything. But they're really good at politics. They're really good at it. You mean they're good at getting elected? They're good at getting elected. They see where the population center is, and they go after them like a rabid dog. Mm. They are tough. They are aggressive. They're proactive. They're, uh, they'll do whatever they have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and this, Including changing the rules once they hold power. Now, let me go back to the voting bill, which reinforces my contention. That's another example of them being proactive and making sure they're thinking they're five steps ahead. That's they're thinking about new recruits for the party. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're thinking new recruits. That's all this bill is. These are the same people who would side with Mary Moriality, who says a criminal at 15, to, uh, 16, 17 doesn't have a developed brain. Oh. But these people think nothing of pre-registering that undeveloped brain to vote. No, you, you hit on a great point. I always do. Thank you. <laughs> but the Mary Moriarty point, the, they, they turned on her. Why? They they well, saw it, the winds it might of cost pub- them. It might cost they them. They saw votes. the winds of public opinion and they turned on her. Yep. And they said, "Oh boy, this is going to cost us. We got to do something here." But generally speaking, the DFLers we have now passing as DFLers are mysterious. They're not the DFLers of your father's life. These mm-hmm. are these are not democratic farmer laborists. These are socialists. These mm-hmm. are social activists, and they are better at being activists than Republicans. 
And thus, this voting law, we'll make it easy for you. We'll, we'll make mailing easier. We'll pre-register you the minute you get a driver's license. We'll register. I got news for you, John. They ain't doing this for, to get out a Republican vote. They're oh, I, doing this to I, recruit. That's not my argument at all. Not even a little. Right. I mean, that's, you know. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. You, what is your argument? My argument is, why would you want to not get every eligible voter registered to vote. That's all I ever, ever have addressed with this. I, I, that's all I want. I want every American, if 100% voting, that's what I, I, I want. I, I don't. If you're not interested, the hell with you. If you need to come, if I have to come to your house and take you by the hand to get you to vote, you weren't worth voting. Well. The hell with you. You're not keeping up. You are going to register people who have no bleeping idea why they got registered. None. I, well, I still well, we're going to disagree on that, and we have in the past too. Well, let, let's let's stick to what we agree on. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you agree with me that the Democrats are much better at this. Is the game they know? Yeah. Well, they they this don't is know the Army those, or the Marine Corps they, office they sitting outside. Know, trying they to, don't yeah. know business. They don't know finance. They don't know employment. They don't know anything. They know this game. And they use this game to bring about the – they're bringing about the mystery mm-hmm. as fast as humanly possible mm-hmm. because they are very good at this. And yeah. Republicans sit around and say, I wonder if we should push back. Yeah. I don't know what we should do. Well, and John's point about finding a proper candidate is accurate. I mean, I think Jensen could have been one, but he just didn't – we said this yesterday. He just – he made a lot of rookie mistakes. Jensen made rookie mistakes that the people who know how to play the game were extremely ready to pounce on. Mm-hmm. Extremely ready to pounce on. Extremely ready to pounce on Matt Burke. These people are vicious. They're vicious. They they're 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 killers. They they'll cut your throat. They know how to do this. Well, we had a little off-camera thing yesterday, Chris and I, where we were talking about candidates, and he thinks it's exaggerated that what is exaggerated that Republicans nominated that they nominate people who are maybe a little too extreme or outside the mainstream. Yeah. And after I thought about it yesterday, I thought, boy, I, I, I don't think it's exaggerated at all. Uh, we talked about Mary Crockett. An election denier. Yeah, they ran for denier. secretary yeah. of state. I would not Kim, have nominated Kim her. I would, Kim Crockett. Kim Crockett. I would not have nominated her. No. And, and she I wanted just, to come on the show, and I refused. I don't deal I, with election deniers. I don't have time. I think that relates directly to what you said about not your father's Democratic Party. Right. It's also not your father's Republican Party, and that's the problem. Right. I, to me, in a nutshell, both these parties. What do you do? How, how do you how do you get the them? guy who ran against Lee Finky sounded like a plausible yeah. candidate? Yes, perfect. Yeah. I voted for him in a minute. He was abandoned. The, the I don't know if he was abandoned. The Republicans never showed up. Right. Well, I, what's her uh, his name? Uh, her name? Lee Lee Finky. Yeah, or Fink. Fink had look how much money was raised by DFL uh, organizations, etc. What ninety thousand did we say? Well, and the yeah. fellow who ran as a Republican had ten grand or something. Yeah. Like okay, that. but where does the blame stop with the Republican Party? Why aren't the party leaders making I this guess, happen? I guess that's what we're talking about. What we're talking about is Republicans for too long 
have a soup. Well, boy, I just had a brilliant thought. Write it down. I just had a brilliant thought. And underline it. So I'm circling it. It's important. And I'm coming back with it. I'm coming Uh, back with it. First, I want to tell you that finally, last night, got the scooter out. Really? Cruise to a game. Watch a kid get a walk. Mm. Cruise back. (laughs) Figured I've seen enough. (laughs) Got on the scooter and... Took off again. See you it's later. My Yamaha scooter that's t- that's taken. It's an S Max. It's taken care of by EcoFun Motorsports. Who else in Forest Lake? Where that's the electric bike capital of the world, by the way. Yep. And all the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. It's that capital too. Uh, you can uh, save a lot of money now. Spring sale at EcoFun Motorsports. Youth recreational equipment. The Vanderhall USA Roadsters. The helmets. The apparel. The service. Electric bikes, scooters, recreational equipment. It's one-stop shopping for all of that, and it's fantastic. And it's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's immediately west of the interstate, 35 on 97, a great big new facility that just opened last June, June of 2022. Fantastic. And a second outpost in Burnsville on the County Road of Life, Near, I'm sorry, the service road of life. That's right. Near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. Using seafoam motor treatment in your fuel gives you one less thing to worry about this summer. A lot of people might not realize that most preventable engine problems start right in the fuel system. Seafoam cleans harmful uh, harmful gum and varnish from the entire fuel system. That helps your engine run better, start faster, and last a lot longer. Seafoam works that same magic on all of your engines, no matter what kind it is. Seafoam is the ticket. You can find it everywhere. And the true believers, we keep an extra can in the car. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. The ghost of... Oh, yeah. This guy wears many hats, <laughs> Sorry, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Hey, GLers, you will get a full report at the end of this award-nominated Garage Logic podcast, but you should stick around because you will get uh, the Tuesday report from our guy, Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And if you are interested in his financial services, give him a call today, 952-925-5608. No obligation, 48-minute financial consultation, 952-925-5608. Boy, Josh was all fired up today talking about Janet yeah. yelling and raising the debt ceiling. Uh, tune in for that later in the program today. Joe? Okay, I had a deep thought. The question, it was either John or Rook. I think it was Rook. You said, why don't the Republicans do this? This being what? Uh, uh, Put together a grassroots campaign to register like-minded voters for that. Okay, I have an answer. I have a deep thought. Or sit back and take. Why do they sit back and take? Let's let's just have a, a class lecture here. For the most part, if not the all... Uh, independent Republicans in Minnesota are not Mysterians. Could we, uh, for the most part, could in, we agree for the on most that? Part, sure, they're, sure. They're not Mysterians. They like the country. Yep. They like the United States. They mm-hmm. like the idea of uh, a family having some dough in their pocket to go buy a car or a boat. They, okay. they like parents involved with their children. 
They like the things that are conventional and traditional in America. They like the Constitution. Mm -hmm. While they could be, of course, capable of acknowledging that the country had its flaws, they also would be the ones to say, what other country in the world has done more to remedy its supposedly flawed past? Mm-hmm. They, they, they love the country. Yep. Now you, you So what they're resting on is, are those ideas. Those are ideas. The idea of America uh, is pleasing to them. They, they, and they would just as soon <coughs> succeed based on ideas. Okay. Now you put them up against Mysterians. They don't like the country. They don't like necessarily mom and dad having extra money to buy a boat or a car because that they believe that might lead Shows to climate class. change. Okay. Uh, uh, they don't. They don't like. Uh, they like the idea of children being proselytized to in school. They would just as soon acknowledge that public education is more of a parenting tool than actual parents. They, they have tremendous changes they want to bring about that are driven by the stark difference between them and the independent Republicans. And that is, they don't like the country. So think of all the things they're motivated to change. And just think of all the things that have been changed in this legislative session because of their hustle, their persistence, their uh, their their discipline, their strength, their ability to uh, call their like-minded constituents to action. Let's tear this down and rebuild it the way we want it. And they're doing that. Mm. Where the Republicans don't do it because they're completely satisfied with the ideas that built America in the first place. They're not Mysterians. I understand that, but... At, I didn't know I was going to be this good. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> but what I don't understand is the squeaky wheelers are changing so much, and the Republicans, even though they love this country, are being bent over and screwed. Well, that's a, a, a an uncharitable uh, analogy. <laughs> let me let me put it this way. I think what you're trying to say, Rook, is they're, they're refusing to adapt to the common practice or, or, or fight it. Yes, they're, they're they're behind the times. Yeah, the, the times meaning the way the game is played. The DFLer is changing the way the game is played because they're mysterious. They want to bring about great change, none of which we happen to like. And we don't have voices in the legislature. Well, we do, but they're outnumbered. Right. Significantly. They're, they're also not as aggressive and proactive. Don't foghorn that anymore. They're they're not they're not They don't they're not adapting. They're they haven't adapted. Uh, you know, there's a million analogies. Uh, newspapers didn't adapt. They've disappeared. Okay. The music industry. Uh, refused to initially. Detroit has hung on, but only by the skin of their teeth because they didn't adapt in the 70s. Japan was kicking their ass. Poor quality came out of Detroit. That's all been remedied. They 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 will survive. They fix themselves. Not without great taxpayer help, but they fix themselves. What you see now is uh, you have legislators that 
are successfully bringing about change because they have a great movement behind them, which is a movement they've encouraged and created. The Republicans have no movement, you no movement to reinforce the idea that there's nothing wrong with America. Now, where the Republicans can triumph, if we're to be saved, if America is to be saved from the mystery, it will be Republicans gathering great forces to prove to the Mysterians that what they brought about is wrong. For example... If the Family Leave Act does, in fact, result in hundreds of small businesses closing and people losing their jobs, those people will be susceptible to conversion by the Republicans if they're not already Republicans. Yes? But I'm going to disagree with you there. Because what we saw during COVID lockdowns, we saw a number of businesses suffering because of that, a lot of which didn't make it. That still didn't affect the way that people voted in the last election cycle. Well, I guess I don't know how to answer that, except I think people might have thought that, well, that was temporary. That was temporary. The Family Leave Act okay. creates a new All government right. bureaucracy. It brings on board hundreds of new government employees. It brings on board new taxes for employees and employers. And it, it could very well prove to be wrong. What else could prove to be wrong and that and the Republicans will need to 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 figure out how to to rally the troops, the Republicans will have to uh, get ahead of the idea that, look, Minnesota, these Mysterians kept seventeen point eight billion dollars of your surplus. And do you realize that now means we have to come up with an additional seventeen eight point $17.8 billion every two years. That wasn't there two years ago. We have to create that in taxes. Do you really want that tax burden, Mr. and Mrs. Minnesota? But what if the ultimate shell game is in full force, which we're seeing it happen right now? We saw the IRS data that we we cited on this show what a week or two ago about the number of people that are, in fact, choosing to leave the state. What if that's all part of the plan, meaning... The only people that are going to be left to vote are the ones that are going to be staunch in voting for the, the part Democratic of, part Party. Of what, what, part of what plan? What plan? The plan that we're seeing unveiled before our very eyes the last five months of this. Of well, this. well, how does it benefit them? They stay in power. Right, but they won't have any money. <laughs> oh, not. I mean, that, they'll have plenty for a while. For a while. Socialism works till you run out of other people's money. And then you'll get bailed out federally, and you'll be fine. You'll still be in power. And socialism won't work at the federal level because you'll run out of other people's money. Go ahead, ahead, Rick. No, I was just going to say that argument, yeah, I agree. But the government, unfortunately, bails out both sides. Look at banks, et cetera. Right. Yep, you're right. Um, You're right. And and here's – I'm going to live and die with this idea that I agree with what you were saying, Joe, completely. But I think right now the two sides that are controlling – America are the extremes on both sides and the middle just sucks air because not everybody buys into the complete right or left ideas. That's why that's why I'm keeping this. I'm trying to keep this to the state level. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people in in between who you know who who like some of the ideas. They don't like some of the ideas, but their voices are not heard. I don't. I think Minnesota is burdened by extreme 
left-wing ideology. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's burdened by extreme right-wing ideology. I, I, yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. But aren't there, the University of St. Thomas Business School, aren't they churning out uh, Republicans left and right? That No, could... they're a failed academy. They are as failed as any other academy. Where are... I had two kids. My two oldest were involved, youth and government stuff. You're, you're going to find a kid from a home like yours where the kid's going to think for himself and not buy the BS. But that's rare. That's rare. Minnesota is not burdened by... And I hate to think, I'd hate to think that in order for the Republicans to get in the game and play it the way it's being played, they'd have to develop right-wing ideologues. Uh, because then we we still lose. <laughs> you don't get anywhere then. Then you got right-wing extremists fighting left-wing extremists. In Minnesota, what has happened is the left-wing radicalized extremists have won. They've taken over. They're pushing through everything they want. And because the independent Republicans do not have right-wing ideologue extremists in their camp, they've been kind of left behind. Mm. Not kind of. They've been left behind. They don't know how to fight this war. They don't know how to fight this game. Well, what's the next peg on the square? The only, well, as I said, I, what, what I'm clinging to is that you'll get some articulate Republican, independent Republicans who'll, who will point out in ways that can be understood why the direction the left-wing ideologues are taking us will not work in the long run. It can't work unless you want a completely different country, unless you want the mystery. If you want misery shared equally, you're on that road. You're on that road. I unfortunately don't think you're ever going to change Minnesota. Uh, And I realize you want to keep it at the local level, but I think it's where it's at. Because if people can't see what's going on this year, they're never going to see what's going on. So you don't think, Johnny, that there's some secret pockets of Somali Republicans around that are just kind (laughs) of hiding out and biding their time? I wish that was the case. Well, the good thing to keep in mind, though, uh, when it comes to voting and voter turnout and elections and, and campaigning is, you know, the next 18 or so months should really, really be a nice civil uh, form of... President Harris? The re- independent Republicans in Minnesota like the ideas of this country. They like them. They like this country. The radical leftists who run the state not only don't like the idea of this country, they're changing it before your very eyes. Mm -hmm. They are succeeding in changing it. Why? Because they are really good at getting what they want. They are really good at it. No matter what type of destruction they create. That's right. They're abrasive. They're foul. They're loud. They're active. They're involved they're they're everything intimidating they're yes they're everything the independent republicans are not everything go ahead john let me ask you though see here here's the problem i'm having with politicians in general Uh, there i can think of one republican right now who makes headlines in minnesota and he's abrasive and loud and i disagree with him a lot but he's the only one who's really making any headlines. I can't. That would be Walter, Walter Hudson. Walter Hudson. I don't even think he's abrasive. I think he's just common sense. I, I don't, well, okay. I, I don't. Uh, Tucker Carlson proved January 6th wasn't a riot. That was one of his tweets. 
Uh, oh, I don't. I'm on. Me- I don't follow his tweets. Medical doctors. Remember that one? Medical doctors are the same as plantation owners. Because uh, I don't you know, remember that. I don't do tweet. I tweet well, occasionally. It's, and that's it's it. probably best then that you don't. But he is the firebrand right now for the Republican Party. So is that the way to go or not? I no, don't Kendall, know. Kendall was the way to go. Kendall was the yeah. was the one preaching, preaching the love of country and the love of ideas, none of which would have excluded anybody on the left. No. And we, we have somebody that we've talked to many times who was vehemently opposed to Kendall, yeah, the, the reverend. Oh, and I so, don't know what Tim's... So, yeah. what, do you, what do you do? I mean, how do you do this? But we can't, you can't throw... That's, we're falling into their trap. We're, we're saying you have to be this way. You cited it earlier, John, when you said yeah. the 80% of us in the middle like some ideas, don't like some ideas, uh, that's good, that's bad. It's, yeah. We don't have to be all in. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Getting back to the question from yesterday, I just want to acknowledge the uh, the emailers. Rich uh, Grossong from Edmond, Oklahoma, sent charts and graphs that he looked up from uh, midterm election results, proving the uh, the young people voting Democratic. Uh, Downing went to Tufts. Oh, went to Tufts University uh, to uh, find out how. Young people voted, and they did not vote for uh, Republicans. I, uh, I don't think any of us had to go do research on that. Yeah, we, everybody knew. Yeah, so let's let's. Uh, Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> One email from Appreciate a Garage Logic Town Council member on this very subject. Yeah, yeah. Brian Matura. Republicans are like ticks, no ambition. Yeah. <laughs> it seems that way right now. Let, let's see if I can, and not that it's important that we always agree, but it might be fun just for an aspect of this to have some consensus. Are we in agreement that what's passing for a DFLer now is really a different cat than, say, 50 years ago? No question. Oh, 100%. Not, not even close, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Are we in agreement? And I would argue with you, with the exception of the Walter Hudsons of the world, I would argue that the independent Republicans are what they were about 50 years ago. Um, yeah, I, locally, yes. Okay. Nationally, I would so, I would argue well, completely. Well, we're not nationally. That. We're locally yeah. now. Okay, locally, so we're in agreement there. Are we in agreement that the DFLers, passing themselves off as DFLers, are really, really good at playing a, an essentially— Fairly new political game. Yes. They're better at it than independent Republicans. Are we in agreement there? Mm-hmm. Well, then yes. the task for independent Republicans is to decide how you want to play the game and what you're going to do about it. That's what they have to do. And the problem is uh, they don't have the people in place. Look at when, when we had Because scratch. the people they have in place have been... Too content with the idea that the ideas of America will would always triumph, that the ideas of America would always succeed. And what the socialists now running us are proving is that they're successful in eliminating those ideas of America. And I think the independent Republicans are uh, in a state of, of great Puzzlement. They're puzzled. What the hell do we do? Hmm. 
because you don't want them to come out and and start agreeing that the ideas of America are not the answer. But that's where the answer. We need the likes of Representative O'Neill to continue to ask a lot of questions. And at at least there's a woman in there fighting the good fight. And she's trying to at least say, okay, I'm reaching across the line here right. to try to find a reasonable conclusion and without walls, shouting. Walls. Uh, part of the part of their uh, war plan is that they lie. Now, all politicians lie, but the socialists are really good liars, too. Because mm-hmm. Walls swore, I'm not signing anything that wasn't p- bipartisan. Well, he signed everything you put in front of his face. Right. And yeah. they're not bipartisan. And they've all been, you know, 34, 33. Right. <laughs> Democrats to Republicans. And he's not, so he's lying. That's another good thing they're good at. They lie. Now they all lie, but they lie as part of their platform. Right. They're lying as one of their... Tools, and it works for him. Yes, it does. Would it do any good to hammer him on that? I yes. I we mean, do, who's and, going to though? And, and well, what answer? Yeah. He'll go on CCO and talk about butterflies. Who are you well, kidding? I was going to say whoever's interviewing him about butterflies should say, "Hey, remember, Gov, there's no you one said... in place on conventional Twin Cities radio to do it." Hmm. And, and he knows he's smart enough to know. At least his people are smart enough to know. Well, we're not putting him on with sushi. Right? Well, rookie, you chased him around the ferry. Wouldn't come on. I chased him on the way Sun Country Airline right. uh, uh, right. plane, and he said he was going to. He's not coming on here. Did he ask because for extra peanuts? Part of the part yeah. of what they know, part of what they know in playing the game is they're not going to go on with someone that would disagree with them. Right. I'm not giving up. What if he offered him meat? I would offer him meat, but would hey? You know, do you want to do you want to waste meat from Grunhoffers on the governor to get him on the show? Yes. How about a double smoked ham, Governor, to come on with sushi? He looks like he could eat it. All right, you got to bring your own meat. Got to bring your meat. Double smoked bacon, the 140 flavors of brats, Minnesota beef grown by Minnesota farmers, rookie burgers, town ball meatloaf. It's grilling season, GLers. We are in the very we're ramping up to it. Ramping. Normal people are. GLers have been grilling for a long time, and Grunhofer's is your destination. It's a meat emporium for every, absolutely every kind of... And you know what? More and more I read that uh, meat's good for you. It's not... Uh, well, we get you sold... You know, you that, need to eat a lot of protein. You, you That's a good meat. part of your diet. Yes. Absolutely. And this, you, so why not eat the best? Oh, steak, a nice filet, oh, a nice filet. Oh, they got properly, them. Properly seared and baked. Oh. I can just see the butter knife cutting right they through They got it. them now at Grunhofer's. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's the best. They're in Hugo, just at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. And they're in Forest Lake on Highway 97, east of Interstate 35. Do yourself a treat Get ready for the weekend. Get ready for midweek, wherever you want to grill. Go to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products for over 25 years. Why? Pricing. KNL Surplus and Ammo offers some of the best prices in the region. You might find a good sale at a big box store, but KNL always has great pricing. And unlike a lot of other stores, KNL always includes tax in the listed price. KNL Surplus and Ammo is veteran-owned and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. KLGunstore.com. It's true. Some of us GLers are fairly obsessive about our lawn. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with ProfessionalTurf.com, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. 
ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of, I almost said 70, 20 years of experience uh, that have been servicing the same route. So they get to know your lawn. When I lived in uh, South Minneapolis, I got to tell you, my lawn was ProTurf's problem, but ProTurf has this really cool toot sweet policy, meaning if you see something janky on your lawn in the middle of the season, get a hold of them and they'll be out toot sweet and they'll take care of that. They'll rectify it for you. That's what they do. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate right now at professionalturf.com. A ProTurf tech will uh, come out once the snow has melted and then customize a slow-release fertilizer and weed control program. Safe and environmentally guaranteed. You'll get a great lawn just click away, professionalturf.com. Let's go. Joe, do you like a nice crazy bread? Will you hit the thing? The thing. Truth, justice, and the suture. Here's John Height. Why, thank you, Joe. Uh, this news update, uh, when I get to it in just a moment, brought to you by professionalturf.com, already has my lawn looking very nice. Uh, Has your lawn we're, been we're, cut yet? Uh, I cut it over the weekend, actually. Wow, ours hasn't been cut yet. Yes, yeah. I am not cut yet. I could. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay, I'm just going to move along to the okay. news now. A sports... Appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. A sports note before uh, I continue. Former Vikings quarterback Joe Cap has apparently died. Oh. San Francisco Chronicle reporting Cap's son wrote in an email his father died after a 15-year battle with dementia. Cap, who played for the Vikings starting in 1967, helped lead the team to a Super Bowl appearance in 1970. Cap was 85 years old. 40 for 60, baby. Was he a good guy I... to cover? Uh, that as old as I am, he was still before my time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I that. forget. Did they win that Super Bowl? Uh, See, no, you, they you did only not. did that they story did to get that cheap shot in, didn't you? <laughs> no, I have always had admiration for Joe. Do Cap, you guys so remember? Didn't Joe? Wasn't he at a banquet or a function something uh, within the last ten years? And wasn't there a dust up at that? Yes, I don't remember. Do the you remember story, this? Though. Okay, yeah, I thought that that. I, was I, I wonder remember. if the family is interested in having his brain looked at. Oh, uh, because he took a few hits. Well, he yeah. had what did you say? Dementia for the last dementia 15 for years? fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 In news, the Senate did pass legislation here in Minnesota to create a statewide paid family and medical leave policy yesterday. That moves at once. One step closer to the governor's desk, the bill, which was passed by the House last week, would allow workers up to 12 weeks of paid family leave and up to 12 more weeks of paid medical leave. It passed the Senate on a party-line 34-33 vote. Well, that means he'll veto it, right? Hey, Walls, you said you wouldn't sign anything that wasn't bipartisan. Yeah. Uh, all Republican senators oppose the measure. There are some differences between the House and Senate versions. They'll need to be reconciled in a conference committee before the legislature votes on a final version. Supporters say the bill would allow Minnesotans to take care of themselves or family members without having to sacrifice a paycheck. Opponents say the program would create too large of a cost and burden for small businesses in Minnesota. Okay, I rest my case. Look at the front page photograph of the Star Tribune. <clears throat> I don't have it in front of me. Top. Minnesota AFL-CIO organizer Haley Hilton led a rally for paid family leave Monday at the state capitol. Above, mm-hmm. Naya Bang-Diang with New with new Republica voiced her support for the bill which passed the Senate. Two photos of activists crowding into the capitol while small business owners were out working. Right. That's, yeah. that's this, the difference. They know what they're doing. And what did they get? 
front page coverage in the newspaper. Rest my case. There was a a spokesperson from, I believe it was the Stillwater School District yesterday, saying that the paid family will greatly impact education budgets in the state of Minnesota. I'm sure we have to increase them, don't we? Well, I'm saying that's probably what's next. Why? Because teachers will use it, you mean? Well, think of how many different employees all of these various schools have and how that's going to impact. Well, they're a little top-heavy administration. Can some of those morons. Okay. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. I found the story, uh, Johnny. Uh, Joe Kep, this was 2011, apparently okay. almost got into a brawl with former CFL star and pro wrestler by the name of Angelo Mosca at a function in Vancouver. So there you, there go. you go. Well, maybe Joe shouldn't have been going to events if he was suffering from dementia. Yeah, I'm not sure. Funeral arrangements for that Wisconsin deputy shot and killed on duty will be announced this afternoon. 29-year-old deputy Katie Lysing was responding to reports of a driver in the ditch near Glenwood City, Wisconsin, shot and killed by 34-year-old Jeremiah Johnson, who later took his own life. A Lysing leaves behind a wife and an infant son, and we've now learned more about Johnson, too. Oh. He was on supervised release following a years-long prison stint after pleading guilty in 2015 to two felonies, kidnapping and criminal sexual conduct. Johnson, formerly of Stillwater, had moved to Shakopee within the past year. His criminal record is dotted with petty misdemeanors and gross misdemeanors, traffic violations, a DWI when he refused to submit to a sobriety test, giving officers a false name, and violation of a no-contact order in a domestic abuse case. Molly Bruner, director of Scott County Community Corrections, said Johnson had been in compliance with his conditions of supervised release, which included attending chemical dependency and sex offender programming and treatment. Another case of uh, this guy should have not been out. Star Tribune reporting one man was killed, another injured when they ran a red light early Tuesday on a stolen motorcycle and hit an SUV at a well-traveled Minneapolis intersection. It happened about 1.45 this morning at 26th Street in South Hiawatha. The stolen motorcycle was heading west, went through a red light, struck an SUV in the intersection, according to police. A man in his 40s on the motorcycle died at the scene. A man in his 30s riding with him taken by emergency responders to HCMC with what the report says are injuries of unknown severity. The SUV driver was not hurt. Identities of the injured man and the SUV driver have yet to be released. St. Cloud State University campus alert system by accident, erroneously, sent out a message warning people of an active shooter last night. Oh, my God. Whoops. Email. An email alerting people of a suspicious person was sent to university students, faculty, and staff at 10.45 p.m., along with a text message warning people of an active shooter. Screenshots show the text advising recipients to run, hide, fight. Where do you run to if you don't know? Updated alert telling folks to disregard the previous message was sent about five minutes after that message included information on a reported suspicious person and advised people to stay inside an email with updated info sent out at 11:20 said the suspicious person was in custody saint cloud police made contact with the person who was taken to the hospital without incident no crime was committed according to officials The university officials released a statement this morning saying there was a suspicious person on campus, not an active shooter. Um, That's a horrible, that's that's unfortunate. Um, But you know how my brain works. I don't. That's what I'm puzzled by. I don't know how it works. (laughs) That's what keeps me up at night. How many 
<laughs> not saying that I would have done this in any means uh, attending Mankato, but how many young male St. Cloud students might have said, "Honey, we, we, hey, we better hide down. This, this could be it. This could be the last one." Oh, I see. Either the old canning apricots. I thing. see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Could be my last. Let me protect you. That that. Why don't you come to my dorm? Yeah, I'll we'll, take care. We'll of you. hunker down right. here. Sure. <laughs> Apparently, all it took for one Minneapolis City Council member was to see it with his own eyes. Council member Jason Chavez says steps need to be taken immediately to address safety at a troubled light rail section where he's he saw a man get shot. We must Saturday do something night. about this. Wow, is it 2018? Yeah. Chavez, who represents the city's ninth ward, made the call for action after he witnessed a shooting at about 10.30 Saturday night on Lake Street Midtown Station that left a man in critical condition. No arrests have been made, but police have what they say is a pretty good idea who fired the shots on the street level on the south side of the station. The incident shook Chavez after he saw it. In a Facebook posting, he wrote, I'm still triggered from hearing these gunshots and seeing a person drop to the ground. Chavez went on to say that shootings, along with drug use, overdoses, deteriorating infrastructure, and accumulation of debris have become commonplace at the station. He said his office has been working with Metro Transit, Hennepin County, state and local officials, and community partners on finding additional solutions. Chavez said in his Facebook posting, I acknowledge we need to act with more urgency. The reality is we need to move dollars into these areas now. I'm committed to finding and shifting dollars immediately within the city to address this. South Minneapolis well, residents. I'd require better. all public officials to uh, commute only by light rail. They would not be allowed to commute any other way. Hmm. That's not bad. It's is a, this yeah. somewhat of a, well, not Ray of Hope's probably too too strong, but his eyes are opened? I mean, you're talking no, about No, the what first you're thing this guy said is we need more money. Oh. He doesn't get it either. But, yeah, he gets it. He's a Mysterian. That uh, that's wraps up our local portion of the news. Why don't we take a small break and talk to our buddy, the rookie, before we get to the rest of the news? It sounds like a really good plan. And I want to tell you right now that Welter Heating uh, does a great job, not only with their performance, but when you want to pay the bill. What did I do today? Today I got up. I had to pay the bill. Called 612-825-6867. I talked to the young lady that answered the phone right away and said, I need to pay my bill. Can I give you my credit card. Yep. Bingo, bango, bongo. The balance due is zero. It's just that so easy. It's so easy. And it's easy to make an appointment too. You go to their website, welterheating.com, hit request now, and you'll get a quote online. Also, they're just giving this away too. I told Rick, you can't just give this away. There's a Q&A. If you have problems or you have questions, they actually tell you what the answer is or the, what the easy fix is or what you need to do. So there's so many. There's maintenance tips. There's all sorts of uh, how they uh, replace stuff, how they install things. You can learn so much by their website, welterheating.com. Call them or visit them online, welterheating.com. Com. Tell me you heard it from the rookie. For all your heating, cooling, and air purification needs, it's Welter Heating at welterheating.com. Tri-State Bobcat in Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson has the best sale prices of the year on a couple of amazing Toro snowblowers. The big spring sale is on the Toro single-stage PowerClear snowblower and the PowerMax two-stage snowblower, and you won't find a better deal than right now. And whether you opt for the single-stage PowerClear or the two-stage PowerMax, you'll look forward to the next snowfall with these amazing Toro snowblowers. Tri-State Bobcat is in Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson, and on the web, tristatebobcat.com. 
Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. You know, when I want to sit down and watch a film from 1984, I want a nice cool glass of water. From Hofferman Water, Joe. They're an independent water treatment dealer, and they're busy this time of the year, so now's the time to get on the schedule. Hofferman offers sales, service, and rental options for Kinetical water treatment systems. That can include an, a water softener, maybe an iron rust or an odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. A new system from Kinetico is going to do so many things that other water softeners just simply can't do. It's going to drastically cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. So get on that schedule today and have somebody come out and test your water at your home. 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or visit their website, hoffermanwater.com and you can see everything that they have on their website. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic podcast. Thank you, Mr. Reavers. It's lovely pacing, by the way. In other news... Why are you so nice to me? Are you going to rip me after the show? No. Oh, okay. I love you, Chris. You know that. I love you too, John. Uh, Russia set out just one old tank and some armored personnel carriers for its Victory Day parade on Moscow's Red Square today as Vladimir Putin's depleted military Ding continues Ding. to suffer losses in Ukraine. In his speech, watched by scores of uniformed soldiers, military officials, and leaders of former Soviet nations, Putin claimed that Russia wants peace while accusing the Western elite of waging a real war against his invading troops. With snipers watching the crowd closely, he welcomed soldiers fighting in Ukraine who were present at the parade and framed his ongoing illegal invasion as being the same as the Soviet fight against Nazi Germany in World War II. Not really. Dozens of military vehicles, including armored personnel carriers, trucks, and intercontinental ballistic missile launchers rolled through the city. However, there was only one tank on display. Usually, there's a lot of tanks in this parade. Well, the only model today that appeared in the parade was a T-34, which Russia used in World War II. Yep. She barely made it through the route. Jeez. There were no military aircraft flying over Red Square. They usually do when all of this goes on display. The first time in years, the parade ended in under an hour. It's like Melvin Her Carter without any fireworks for St. Paul. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the fared down celebrations came after ambiguous official reports last week that two Ukrainian drones flew into the heart of Moscow, reached the Kremlin before being shot down. The Kremlin billed it as an attempt on Putin's life. Ukraine denied any involvement. A social media page appearing to belong to that gunman who killed eight people at a Dallas area outlet mall has shared extremist beliefs with rants against Jews, women, and racial minorities posted since September, as well as posts about struggling with mental health. 33-year-old Mauricio Garcia maintained a profile on the Russian social networking platform OK.ru, including posts referring to extremist online forms such as 4chan and content from white nationalists, including Nick Fuentes, the anti-Semitic white nationalist provocateur from the U.S. He also posted photos of a flak vest emblazoned with patches, one of them with the initialism for right-wing death squad. Another post included a series of shirtless pictures with visible white power tattoos, including SS lightning bolts and a swastika. Authorities have not revealed the motive for the shooting. They say they're still investigating. Senior law enforcement source said the gunman's social media site is part of that investigation. 
Latest sentencing in the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol has ended with a former Navy reservist who had a top security clearance sentenced to four years in prison yesterday on felony and misdemeanor charges stemming from the Capitol riot. Hatchet Speed of Vienna, Virginia, worked for a defense contractor on January 6th, 2021. He was sentenced in Washington, D.C. for obstructing Congress's certifications of the 2020 presidential election results. And the guy's name was Hatchet Speed. Hatchet Speed, that's correct. Pretty cool name. Researchers have discovered that an AI tool can identify individuals at high risk for pancreatic cancer up to three years before it can be diagnosed. According to the research published in the journal Nature Medicine, the diagnosis is based solely on the patient's medical records. Pancreatic cancer is one of the most lethal forms of cancer, and this discovery offers hope of earlier diagnosis and, therefore, better chances of survival. As of right now, pancreatic cancer is difficult to diagnose early on, leading to a low survival rate. Without any population-based tools to screen for pancreatic cancer, only individuals with a family history of the disease or certain genetic mutations are screened. This approach leaves out cases that fall outside those categories. Okay, I got a question. Can you live yeah. without a pancreas? No. Because it processes all the... Stuff? Yeah, all the fat and stuff like that. Because if you can spot it three years ahead of time and you could remove it, bing, bang, boom. But I guess you can't just live without one. Uh, those of you that are heeding my medical advice, I am not a licensed doctor. Right. I just <laughs> pulled that out of nowhere to... According to uh, utswmed.org, yeah. given the importance of the pancreas as an organ, you might think living without one is impossible, like trying to live without a heart. But you can, in fact, live without a pancreas. This is an article dated November are. 30th of 2016. There you are. Hmm. Take that sucker out. Because you don't beat pancreatic cancer. No, but I, that's the next medical breakthrough. Let's start working on the pancreas. Thanks to advancements in medicine and the technology with which to administer it, we can now more effectively than ever reproduce what the pancreas does when it becomes necessary to remove all or part of the organ because of pancreatic cancer or other pancreatic diseases. Oh. Cool. Well, what this was a ray of hope. They're that just... news item was a ray of hope. Okay. Yes, it was. And AI being used for something good, right. not for something bad. Right. Right. A foreign object came crashing through the roof of a home in New Jersey. It happened at a home located in Hopewell Township in Mercer County. Police say the object hit the roof, went onto a hardwood floor of the residence, measured at four, inch, uh, four inches by six inches. It's believed to be a meteorite. Huh. Oh. Hopewell Township Police think the possible meteorite could have been related to the recent Etta Aquirids meteor shower. The ranch-style home was occupied at the time of the incident. Luckily, no injuries reported. Officials have contacted several agencies to help positively identify the object. The investigation is ongoing. Hmm. Police allege... I'm glad Kenny's not here for this one. Police allege a sleeping hotel guest in Nashville, Tennessee, woke up to find the night manager... Sucking on his toes. Oh, my God. Wow. His own toes or his toes? The, the guest. The guest's toes. Wow. The manager was sucking on the, Yeah. Hope Suspect, wake him and say, hey, I'm into that. Kenny would have said you pay extra for that. 52-year-old <laughs> yeah. David Neal is the suspect. Uh, the manager, uh, no, uh, I said that wrong. He's not the suspect. 
David Neal, 52, the manager of the Hilton Nashville downtown, he is the suspect, oh my God, has now been arrested and charged with aggravated burglary and assault. Nashville police say the manager made a key card to gain access to the hotel room, came in about 5 in the morning on March 30th. The guest from Texas named Peter Brennan told police he woke up to find Neal sucking on his toes. I'd find that unnerving. Well, you why, think? Why yeah. didn't the guy have the second latch? Well, I don't know. You know why he, didn't the guy kick him in the face? Well, he kind of liked it. You know, the worst thing, too, Joe, is he was right next to the ice machine Yeah, in the hotel room. <laughs> right. You Brennan find said, that unnerving, don't you? I don't. I try to get a room not near the ice machine. <laughs> Brennan said he jumped up screaming. According to Nashville's News Channel 5, Brennan said he confronted Neil as he recognized him as one of the hotel employees who had entered his room the previous day to help fix his TV. He said, I could see he was wearing a uniform. He still had his name tag on. He was talking to me, but not giving me any uh, substantial answers. Neil admitted to police entering the guest room, but claimed it was because he had smelled smoke. Wanted to check on the guest. Maybe the the guy's toes were on fire. However, the authorities noted Neil had not told security about the apparent smell of smoke, and there were no other complaints about a smoke smell. The manager was arrested at his home in Lebanon, Tennessee. He's jailed on $27,000 bond, according to WKRN. I don't even want to uh, guess what uh, Freudian problem that might indicate. Yeah, toes just, you know, out there for walking. They're they're pretty bad. They're They're pretty bad. They're they're just to hold you up. Yeah. And speaking of that, granddaughter who's uh, uh, quite a character, and she has told people that I've made my money in life by charging people to see my feet. (laughs) She said that I I display my feet and that people pay to see like a webcam situation. Yeah. Yeah. How much uh, do you get for that, Joe? I'm just curious. I don't know, if, I don't know what she said people or what I charge, but I think it was a dollar. Oh, my Lord. And uh, I've been quite successful yeah. at it. Boy, I'm going to think we need to take and run with that one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah that's actually that's actually the secret of the mayor's success. Well, he's got the bad feet. Oh, timing. They got bad feet. John, thank you. Okay, sure. We that think. Was, that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, what, uh, where are we here? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do that. Aim High Construction back with us for the spring and summer on Garage Logic and ready to book your spring and summer construction project. Uh, the owner, Chris Miller, not only a longtime GLer, but he's also a, a veteran and he and his crews, boy, they do a good job on all things related to construction. That's both residential and commercial. And really, they can do it all roofing, siding, decks, interiors, kitchens, bathrooms, the downstairs, upstairs. Uh, concrete, a garage, do I need to go on? Shops, garages, whatever you need, they do amazing work. Get in touch with Chris at aimhighconstructionmn.com as soon as you possibly can. Get that bid ball rolling and get your project on the schedule. Uh, schedule. They're very, very busy, but they always put us GLers first. And remember, when you go with Aim High Construction, you're going with the very best. Get in touch with Chris today, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Fogarty? That was Fogarty, yep. Yeah. Okay. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Only because they come to us. Yes, sir. All the way from Fernandia, the Villages, Florida, from the Traveling Limits. 
On this day... Joe, today is May 9th. In 1887, the Fairbowl Furniture Factory burned. Built in 1856, the factory was the first in the state Hmm. to manufacture items for wholesale trade. I wonder where it was. I'm wondering why Fairbowl gets so many notices in this day in history. Because Fairbowl's a great city. And people from there are amazing. uh On this day (laughs) in 1918... Orville Freeman was born in Minneapolis. He served as the state's governor from 1955 to 1961 and later U.S. Secretary of Agriculture. While governor, he responded to the 1959 strike at the Wilson & Company packing houses in Albert Lee by declaring martial law and closing the plant. Hmm. On this day in 1921, and I did not know this, although from... Doing this day in history, I should have right. remembered this. Daniel Berrigan was born in Virginia, Minnesota. Huh. An author and a radical Catholic priest, Berrigan wrote about social responsibility and played an active role in the anti-war movement during the Vietnam era. Didn't he leak the Pentagon Papers to the New York Times? No, that was Ellsberg. That was Ellsberg. Ellsberg. And later processed nuclear armament. His brother Philip, also a radical priest, was born October 5th, 1923. So the Berrigan brothers... We're from Virginia, Minnesota. I did not know Neither that. Did I. That's why I do these. In 1998, on this day... May 9th? A lot of lawyers in the Twin Cities ran out and bought BMWs. The suit, State of Minnesota versus Philip Morris, <laughs> was settled when the defendants, tobacco companies, agreed to pay Minnesota and Blue Cross $6.5 billion in total. Wow. The settlement what was the ended- score on that? Uh, a very nice. Yeah. Uh, he landed on his feet. <laughs> the settlement ended the company's chain of legal victories and turned the tide in anti-tobacco efforts throughout the nation. And finally, well, I have a quick question on that. Where did the vast majority of them, outside of lawyers, where did the rest of that money go to? Well, it went to the state. Right, you wouldn't know it. It's got That's what I'm saying. Swallowed up. Okay. And, you know, Supposed to be used for anti programs and whatnot. Uh, advertising. Yeah. On this day in 2001, May 9th, the Dalai Lama Tenzin Guyatso, head of state and spiritual leader of the Tibetan community worldwide, visited the Twin Cities and shared his message of compassion, tolerance, kindness, and peace. Now, is this the same Dalai Lama who was in the news recently for some I think the sexual one only. impropriety? I think the one Kiss, and only. Kiss the boy. Yeah. Kiss the, the boy. Dalai Lama of common sense. That's yeah. right. It's Joe <laughs> So he says to the Lama, yeah. he says, hey, how about something, you know, for the effort? And he said, on your deathbed, you'll have total consciousness. Which is nice. So I got that, so I nice. got that going for Was me. Was he a big hitter? Long. Yeah. <laughs> flowing robes. The, um, the flowing robes. I know robes. you were interested. The Fairbowl Furniture Factory was right on the river back in the 1800s. Oh, well, that makes sense. Everything was built on the Why river. Why did Fairbowl get so much attention in this day in history? Joe, we're an important cog in the Minnesota wheel. And it was it was there early, right? Probably oh, yeah. That well, that furniture factory was built in 1856. One more addendum to today in history. The Berrigans moved to New York when he was five. Oh, so and Virginia doesn't count. Yeah, just tell me. Boy, we love to claim anybody, though, don't we? We do, especially in this day in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, it's Lane. unlikely there's a plaque or anything in Virginia <laughs> yeah, it's commemorating unlikely. their birth there. 
Right. Uh, thank you, GLers. You know, you can get a good burger, John told me there. In Virginia? Yeah. No, Buffalo. Oh, that's it. Oh, no, that ain't me from, no, from Buffalo. Mill Creek Inn. It's wonderful. I don't Mill know Creek. the nickname to the Virginia high school team. Aren't they the... Thief River's the Prowlers. Which I think is a great I'm going to find out while Rook closes this out. Virginia. What was Vir- Virginia? Something to do with mining? Mm-hmm. Rook? Pot MN? All that stuff? Oh, yeah, that's right. we got to close out the show here, don't we? Blue Devils. <laughs> the Blue Devils? The Blue Devils. I wouldn't have got that one, and I pride myself on nicknames. Yeah. Hey, Pod MN on your smartphone is your library for all sorts of podcasts that may or may not interest you. Maybe you don't want to find a new one. If you do, go to Pod MN on your smartphone. Don't forget, please don't forget to go to YouTube and subscribe to Garage Logic because we do have some great videos that will entertain you as well. And if that's not enough, go to garagelogic.com, sign up for the town council, and you will get a Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores $10 gift card. Uh-oh, fact base. That was Virginia, Oregon. <laughs> Rewind the t- it is that time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up the phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you'll always get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, boy, Janet Yellen and says there's going to be chaos in the street unless, of course, we raise the debt ceiling. How do you like that? Chaos in the street. The Republicans won't raise the debt ceiling without, as she said, draconian spending cuts. Well, I don't think the Republicans are looking to do draconian spending cuts. Just want to reduce spending to where it was a year ago. And one of the cuts that they want to do is pull back money that wasn't spent on COVID. Money that was allocated to be spent on COVID wasn't spent. I think that's a great idea. I think there are a few other good ideas floating around to reduce spending. One of those ideas might be getting rid of the Department of Education. Since its founding years ago, can't say that much has improved in the way of education, maybe gone the opposite. But that's just a personal opinion, not an investment opinion. And I should probably just stick with investments. But if the debt ceiling is not reached, I don't think there's going to be chaos in the streets, but there will be some delays in people getting some money. Might be that if you are a Social Security recipient, it might be your Social Security check might not hit your bank account on time. It might be delayed a few weeks. Okay. That that could happen, but there still is plenty of money coming into the into the government to pay the bills. But I would see that spending could be cut, and many of the uh, programs that have been initiated, maybe they're not doing what they should be. So there's plenty of ways to reduce the debt. Now, of course, somebody could could point back to the Federal Reserve's moves of raising interest rates, and the reason those interest rates has cost a little bit of money. I'm not going to go there today. You do know my feelings that the Fed has gone overboard in their rate moves. 
and that has created some other problems that I'm not sure that the Fed was really thinking about at the time. But today's today's market has been focused on a few things. One, the debt ceiling audit. The president and the leaders of Congress are going to start with their negotiations today. Second, we do have Fed speak. And of course, the Fed governors are going to continue their mantra, higher for longer. And we're data dependent. But the data that the Fed is is looking at, I don't believe is in real time. I think it's several months, months old. Another thing that's going to impact as a potential to impact the, the market, and this would be, again, leaning back to the Fed, is a CPI and PPI reports that come out tomorrow and Thursday. Me, I keep looking not so much at the overall forest, looking at some of the trees within the forest. And while numerous market strategists are fretting about how high the stock market is and it should be trading much lower, etc. If I look at many of the companies that I and my clients own and companies that we don't own but have continued to do well, I focus primarily on companies involved in the internet, leisure-related businesses, China-related businesses without necessarily being in China, and real assets such as real estate and do some short-term trading. Part of the asset allocation is keeping up to 30% in cash, both for safety and to take advantage of the inevitable pullbacks that happen in the market. If I look at certain industries that maybe shouldn't be going up right now, but are, take a look at some of the industrials, whether it's Eaton, General Electric, Honeywell, among others. In this type of market, they should not be going up, but they are. Boeing today had a nice move up on the backs of a huge order from Ryanair. Take a look at travel and leisure. Well, there's an area that I do cover. A lot of the travel and leisure stocks have been doing exceedingly well, whether it's uh, Marriott, Marriott Vacation Properties. I'm not an airline investor, but airlines have done well. And my casinos, well, they have been doing doing well. And one of them, uh, Wind Resorts, reports tonight after the close, and I think that could follow on with Las Vegas Sands report, MGM's report, and Caesars report, and produce, you know, longer term, some pretty good good results. I think analysts will be looking at, with Wind, looking at their Macau, Macau business. Another travel and leisure stocks have done well. Bookings and Expedia, as travel has expanded, another company in that group, Air Airbnb uh, reports tonight. That to me always has the possibility or potential of doing well on a longer term basis. And I probably have looked at that several times without making an investment in that. But man, that that to me has the potential to be another potential price line or bookings, now bookings.com. And then there's a, the leaders leadership group is still in technology. Favorites, uh, Apple has just killed it. Indeed, at the Berkshire Hathaway meeting this past weekend, Warren Buffett, when asked about Apple, says said it is better than any business that Berkshire owns. Now, that's a little bit of a, I'll say, a pleasant endorsement. I still have my $250 price target on Apple. More coming up this week. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look 
forward to it, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.